Hey, this is DJ Umami from Oakland, California, and you're listening to Psychotic Bump School with your host, DJ Rome, on KCWGTheTruth.com, the best internet radio station on the planet. Get work for what? On time when you clock it, I can hold you down. 
slows you down, so you up, go round for round, yeah. She just blazing, ain't that amazing? She claiming she don't know the sound, but she feeling it kid. Don't care how we start, just wanna float in a pound into the crib. We can dance, dance, dance all night in the dark. You like that? Yeah. On the right track, yeah. How you want me to bite that? Ma, I'll be right back when the joke stops. Fake just blazing free, bad boy on rock. Any selector I know that's ever played that, they already know what the dance floor does when that one comes on. But this is KCWG, thetruth.com. The name of this program is Psychotic Bump School. My name is DJ Rome. And once again, I'd like to thank that amazing journalist, Miss Ann Brannigan, for joining us tonight. In just a little bit, we'll be featuring Elian Henry. So stay tuned for that. But on the line right now, we have an amazing selector, and uh, she stems from the Yay area, y'all. She's currently with Nike as well as the Golden State Warriors, and she's had an amazing career as a selector up in the Bay Area, so I am proud to welcome her tonight. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome for the very first time to Psychotic Bump School, Miss DJ Umami. DJ Umami, are you there? I am here. Hello, everyone. Well, there she is. Well, how in the world are you doing? Yes, I hear you just fine. Well, thank you so much for being here. I know you're all fresh and relaxed and pumped up and charged up after another manic Monday, as they used to say back in the day. Well, how in the world did we get here? I already announced that you uh, have some nice associations and residencies going on, so I definitely want to talk to you about that before we let you go. But this is something that I ask every selector that comes on the air DJ Umami, so you are going to be no different. So how in the world did you get involved with music, turntablism, <laughs> vinyl, records? Uh, what was the first experience when you first touched vinyl to needle? What was that like for you? Right. Well, I mean, just like any other DJ, um, you know, I grew up having records. We had a record player. Uh, my parents weren't crazy collectors, and it wasn't really into I was about 10. I had a neighbor who, um, you know, was messing with turntablism and was trying to teach me how to scratch. It wasn't it wasn't a successful learn for me at first. Um, and then later on in my life, I, I just started working in, um, with some friends. I actually was a, I started off as a door girl for an event in San Jose and, um, you know, just really got excited about DJing and like would listen to their stuff. And then one of the DJs was gracious, gracious enough to give me time and spent, you know, some time teaching me. And then I invested in all of the equipment and started buying records. And it really was for me more of like a release and therapy and, you know, just something fun that I could do as an outlet. Um, and very quickly it became a career. I was still working, you know, the doors at certain events and nightclubs. And one of the promoters just said, hey, I know you've been DJing and practicing at home and playing at home. Do you want to, you know, play at our party and open up next month? And I was like, uh, I guess, you know. And, and then after that, it just, mm-hmm. like, opened doors. The promoter that came in and was like, I'm starting this all-female collective. We'd love you to join. And um, it was almost like I got pushed to pool before learning how to completely, but um, <laughs> learned right. a lot, hit a few bumps in the road, and right. and it's just been an amazing and unexpected journey and career thus far, and I'm, I can't, I'm so 
incredibly lucky and blessed to be in my position today. Absolutely. Playing music well, been, uh-huh. to people for, for a career. <laughs> Isn't it nice? I mean, you are playing with people, um, the Oracle Arena as one. Uh, they've broadcasted your sets all across ESPN, ABC, SN. You play for John Legend or with or open for John Legend, Big Boy of uh, Outcast, Just Blaze. Just Blaze? Okay, I should have seen that before. So, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> side note, uh, Just Blaze was the <laughs> remix producer of that jam we just heard by Faith Evans. How come I'm just now noticing this? I need to uh, get on top of my game. Uh, you've also played with uh, Talib Kweli, DJ Macy of De La Soul. You've played with everybody, but you also have an affinity for health and fitness. Right. So uh, how did you bring all this together? Yeah, absolutely. How did you bring all this together? Uh, well, before you answer that, you, you, you talked about some of the hurdles that is inevitable when you're first starting out. Uh, how did you overcome those hurdles? I know it was trial by right. fire, but what specifically did you run into that uh, sort of made a wall or a hurdle or an opportunity for growth that initially stumped you, but you figured it out along the way when it came to DJing and rocking parties. What was that like for you? Right. Um, that's a great question. And I think, honestly, like, those hurdles are just mostly self-doubt and, like, you know, being Ooh. pushed in a, in a pool of people that you respect and admire and then being like, am I really, like, deserving of this opportunity? And, um, mm. you know, those things can either break you or they can push you work harder. And I think that in in every situation, I think it, it mostly pushes me to be harder, to work harder. And I mean, like I was at South by Southwest recently, and I was playing with some of my favorite mm. DJs, and they're all turning. I want to go there. And I'm not, you know, uh, a scratch. Yeah, I was, I'm not a scratch DJ per se, but you know, I'm working mm-hmm. on it. But I'm still not confident enough to go in on the cipher or like, you know, really go and do a bunch of juggling and, you know, tricks, you know, just like all the turntablers tricks that you scratch well, DJs do. And I was, I was playing mm-hmm. with them and they're my favorites and it, it felt uh-huh. intimidating. And, Absolutely. Um, you know, I went through those things again recently. Now I'm here just kind of working on those and, and having, I mean, having fun doing it because that's what it's really about is like, you know, this is something that is fun. It's exciting. You know, you meet amazing people. You rub elbows with some of your heroes, and you got to level up to them, you know? Yeah. Well, I can only imagine what that was like, but on some levels I can. And the part I can't imagine, I'll talk to you about that in a second, but what I can envision is just I'm also, <laughs> my name is DJ Rome. I, I do uh, multiple, I'm also a psychologist, a little side note there. But as far as DJing, I'm not a scratch DJ either, uh, DJ Umami. And Uh-oh. so I think us non-scratchers, <laughs> I think us non-scratchers have a particular yes. niche and a particular set of adversity to deal with when you are coming up behind someone who does transform, cut, mix, and scratch and you just come on after them if you are right. <laughs> so positioned during the night, and you just got to do what you do. So you talk about confidence, uh, and this brings me to the other point I was going to mention. As a woman, um, in what way did mm-hmm. that play into your ability? Because this is a male-dominated industry still, though women are emerging <laughs> more and more as selectors. Um how much right. of being a right. female played into some of those challenges you were facing, uh, finding your confidence in your voice as a DJ? Um, man, in so many ways. Um, but right, like, I just want to touch back. Really, going on after a scratchy day, I was, I was lucky <laughs> enough to be mentored or like have you know older 
older DJs, you know, mentors or people to look up to that would offer up their advice. And Shortcut once told me, I don't know if you know who DJ Shortcut is, world famous beat mm-hmm. junkies, crew, part of the triple threat DJ crew, someone I oh, look up absolutely. to so much up here in the Bay Area. Um, he told me that scratching is like the spice of DJing. So like mixing is mm. the ingredients, like the, the root and the, the main formula of DJing. And then like when you're, it's like cooking and you add like spices, whatever, that's what scratching turntablism. So it's kind of adding mm. your own flavor. And then now there's like tools to make things a little bit easier and more intuitive. And Absolutely. it's wonderful. Yeah. Um, and the challenges I face as a woman Um, you know, I I think, and I was thinking about this a lot recently, and I think in hip hop in general, um, feminism, like it's, it's a very masculine, right? And so like feminism Mm -hmm. has always been kind of taboo. And, um, even like men that are feminine were scared to show a softer side. Um, and I think that that's Mm -hmm. evolved today into something completely different, you know? Um, there's less rules when it comes to being soft or there's, you know, like, like pe- there are more um, artists coming out today unabashed about their sexuality when back in the 90s and I was when I was listening to hip hop, that like homosexuality was completely taboo, you know, like you, you mm-hmm. hear about a gay artist and it's like, nope, I'm not listening to it. This is too soft. I'm not, you know, like hip hop has to be this masculine energy. Whereas now, um, and, and so like the, the issues that, and speed bumps I face in that realm, being this feminine being, being, you know, like I kind of had to come out being more masculine and, and having, I, right. can I say this? I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but like, but having, you know, big dick energy. Can I say that? <laughs> you know, it's like, we know what I had you to mean. come out and prove myself. Yeah, and just like I would, I would dress down. I would wear baggy clothes, sneakers. I didn't want any feminine part of the show because I didn't want the men in the industry to look at me any differently. Like, oh, she's getting this gig because she's a woman. And as mm-hmm. you mentioned, as we emerge from that, you know, that time now, I could, I could be like, yeah, I want to wear sneakers to the club, but tomorrow I'm going to wear high heels to my gig, and I'm not going to be sorry for it. And and, like, I remember, like, the first time I started dressing a little bit more girly or whatever, my my friend, my, my like, my brother's industry were like, you're wearing heels? And I was like, yes, I can wear whatever I want. I can, like, Come on whatever now. <laughs> I want because that's the beauty of how, yeah, right, how things are, like, transforming today where everything's more fluid. There's no boundaries when it comes to femininity and masculinity in and especially hip-hop and I think that like I have two kids and and they're teenagers and they listen to hip-hop and R&B today and they don't even see those anymore whereas like it was so taboo when I was growing up and I'm I'm so proud that my two young men don't feel demasculative what is the word demasculine Mm, demasculated I don't know they just don't they don't Yes. They don't feel that. If they're listening to something <laughs> that is right. If they're listening to like uh um, you know, Frank a Frank Ocean or, you know, like or any R and B or like something that was considered soft. It's like okay to cross these boundaries now and it's okay for like females to be masculine and play, you know, hard music. It's okay for men to play soft music and and then we could just kind of move through this 
and just be whoever we want. And so, um, yeah, I mean, like the regular issues of like taking lower pay and, you know, getting the crappy slots, you know, the short end of the stick and things Mm. and not getting the same deal as like an equal peer. I've definitely went through those issues. But I think the one thing that I struggled the most with was battling my, my like feminine energy around a lot of male because of masculine ego, essentially. Well, how about that? Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is KCWG, thetruth.com. The name of this program is Psychotic Bump School. My name is DJ Rome, and we're joined tonight by DJ Umami out of the Bay Area, bringing that big D energy to the turntables. So let me tell you, um, when <laughs> we just have <laughs> people like, uh, Megan Rapineau, uh, who's really brought the issue of pay inequity to a whole nother level of discussion. And you talk about how DJs sometimes struggle with getting paid and getting paid on the front end or on the back end or getting a good slot so they can rock a party while the dance floor is crowded. Well, the dance floor doesn't have necessarily be crowded, right? You just want some people there so you're not playing to an empty room, right? And so sometimes if they don't respect your skill set mm-hmm. or, or your game, uh, that could impact where you are positioned during the night. So when did you notice that, okay, you, when you talk about all those, those fluid uh, gender issues that are not as prevalent as they once were, now people can just get on with it. It's like, okay, what you got? Can, can you get down? Can you throw down? Uh, when did you notice okay. that people, in, in terms of just with you anyway, not that it's not a struggle for lady DJs as a whole, but when did you discover that for you, Uh, That was no longer an issue. They respected your game. They respected your hustle. They could tell you knew what you were doing. When did you notice that, and what was that like for you? Right. Um, You know, I I probably noticed it in the last, like, you know, five five years. Everybody was just like, you know. And I I, honestly, it took me a minute to believe it and catch up with what people were seeing in me because I love an open night. I could play whatever my heart desires. Come on now. Yeah, Um, me too. but I noticed, <laughs> right, I do. I, if, if it's an empty room, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to put the hey. bartenders on to some real good music. <laughs> Come on now. We'll have the, de- the yep, have the so, bartenders and waitresses rocking. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, yeah, I noticed, you know, they were, they wanted to put me on better slots in the last, you know, five years. And I was excited to take them. And, and you know, I definitely wanted to prove myself and, and also stay true to myself because it's easy to rock a, a busy dance floor. It's much harder when there's five people them dancing than having right. 100, 50, 100, 1,000 people dancing. So, I mean, like, I was up for the challenge every single time. And I think I could tell a lot by a DJ and their opening set. Whether, I mean, whether if they're right. like, you know, a top tier DJ or a starting DJ. And I mm-hmm. think with those, those, those opening sets, I mean, learning how to set the next DJ up and having that kind of etiquette where you're not just like burning tracks at 10, 15 PM and Mm -hmm. also like playing to the vibe and getting the party started. That's a lot more challenging. And I'll take that challenge all day, every day over playing to a full crowd. Nice. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, I guess it's like when people go ahead. Yeah. When people notice that, um, I think that they were just like, come on, let's, let's put you on primetime. And I'm like, okay. Um, and I remember one set in particular, like, I was, you know, playing with my peers, and they were like, we're going to put you on a primetime. I'm like, are you sure? Are you ready? And then I just I just <laughs> went in and just, like, felt it from the bottom of my heart. And, and I know mm. that that was, like, kind of one of my points 
to get respect uh, and and people saw it people were aware and just like it it was it was great you know yes well that is incredible um i love when people sort of realize that they got it and they got it good and they got it from god and they're blessed with it and they just go with it it is what it is come on let's let's do this and so i love that uh, I want to talk about what you have coming up before we let you go, but I, I kind of let you ease by a point a few moments ago that bears emphasis. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> DJ Umami has two children. Now, if you see her picture, she's got the babyest face you'll ever want to see. You would never envision her uh, being the parent <laughs> of two wonderful sons. But uh, I can only imagine what parenthood has done to your DJing. Has, has parenthood changed the way you approach music, or was parenthood uh, – well, how does parenthood play into this whole thing? That that's very fascinating to me. Right. Um, you know, it's it's difficult to navigate when you have young kids and you're working nights and weekends. Um, but you make it work and you and fortunately for me I had the support of my parents. Um, they were always willing to babysit. But as they grew up and and one of them is actually a musician now, um, you know, we learned so much from them and I learned so much. They put me on to so many songs they keep me fresh i'm i'm not gonna lie like if i'm like what is that like you know i'll give them the ox and i'll and they'll play me a song and I'm like, what is that and i like already know like because these kids are like literally the tastemakers when it comes to music they're on the forefront of music they're they're discovering just like djs more more than i know more than some djs i know actually um and so my mm-hmm. children have put me on to a lot of new artists that i don't know would have crossed my path as early on as they put me on to them. Um, mm-hmm. And then vice versa, like, I get to teach them about, like, oh, you like this song. This is the root of that song. That's, that was sampled here. You should check out this artist. And so it's, it's yeah. kind of evolved into this, like, really beautiful and wonderful thing. And um, my son being, my eldest son being a musician, um, our relationship in music is is awesome. Like I'm, I'm so thankful yeah. for it, you know, and I'm so proud of him and his development and everything. So yeah, there's that. Mm. Oh, that's fabulous. Well, and DJing is the fountain of youth. I but, mean, I think it just keeps you young because you're, you're obviously enjoying what you're doing. <laughs> you love what you do. And I think in addition to all of that, you just mentioned that plays a huge role. Well, we're just about out of time. I can't thank you enough for being here. What can you tell us about what you have done recently, what you have coming up? I think I saw a Sade versus Badu kind of thing. Uh, What's coming up next for DJ Umami? Yeah, I'm doing Sade versus Badu Badu at the Echoplex on August 9th. Um, That is probably one of my favorite gigs of all time because I get to play two of my favorite artists and everything within their realm. So it's a lot of R&B, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the stuff I can't play at most of my gigs, and I, and I love that. Um, and then I'm also doing another R&B cruise out here in the Bay, August 7th. Um, and then I have my monthly party at Parliament in Oakland every first Saturdays. Um, love playing that because the crowd here in Oakland is just so open and and they're lovers of, you know, hip-hop and R&B, dance hall, reggaeton, all of it. So um, we're really excited. That's fabulous. And if we want to follow your work and keep up with these gigs, where can we find you? Yeah, you can find me on DJUmami.com or follow me on Instagram or Twitter at, at DJ, DJUMAMI. That is fantastic. Well, you keep doing what you're doing, you hear? Because you are very inspirational. We're definitely going to have to have you back. I don't know if you uh, had a chance to check out. I did a panel of lady DJs maybe a year ago now. 
and uh, one of them was uh, a, mm-hmm. a city mate of yours, uh, DJ Hey Love, and they broke down the science of just what it's like for a lady DJ to be uh, rocking parties. It was fascinating, and I think lady DJs have an amazing contribution to make toward this art form, and you are definitely doing your bid. So thank you so much. Keep doing what you're doing. We're watching. We're inspired by you. Keep rocking it and thank rock it you. with respect. Absolutely. This is KCWGTheTruth.com. You're welcome. The name of this program is Psychotic Bump School. My name is DJ Rome, and that is the incredible, incomparable, non-scratching DJ, but rocking the party anyway, DJ Umami out of the Bay Area. 